Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Hello everybody, welcome to today's session with me, Pastor Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International. We're so glad to be able to share this wonderful word to you once again. It is so nice to know that God is for us. Can you say amen? If God be for us, who can be against us, especially in the times that we are living in? There is absolute chaos around the world. As we know, we just have to turn on your TV and you'll see watching the news uh, from north to south, east and west, um, the end is near. You know, there's just all this uh, rioting, violence, what's happening in Afghanistan. Um, you know, it is sad to see the the spiral the, the downhill spiral that the world is facing right now yet christianity is alive and very much alive and we need to tap into god we need to tap into the resources of god and we need to pray for a revival to come uh, not just pray but we need to start moving forward activating revival in the time that we are living in i'm busy with a series called uh, being unstoppable for God, the unstoppable church. And I've been speaking on the last two weeks concerning Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and just showing that their determination and their tenacity and their faith that they had in God and not giving in to the world, but holding on to what they believed in, which caused them to be unstoppable. But we are, are so bombarded and so surrounded and suppressed and under severe pressure of the world that the world wants us to give in. I want to speak to you today about a man called Samson. And uh, as we look into his life and see what caused him to become stoppable, and then obviously how the Lord helped him to become un unstoppable again. So I want us to to look into his life. I'm not going to get into this very deep, you know, teaching. Time won't allow it. But we can look at a couple of highlights in his life. So I'd love for you to get a pen and paper that you would sit with us and take notes and learn with me. That we can learn from the mistakes of these people and that we can take the good out of the bad so that we in our lives can mature, grow and move forward with the Lord. Let's pray together and ask the Lord's blessing on this session. Father, we thank you that we can come and sit at your feet. Thank you, Lord, that Holy Spirit, you are the one who brings truth and opens our eyes to the truth. And I pray today, Father God, that that's exactly what you will do. Open our eyes, our mind, our understanding. Illuminate your word, Father. Cause the truth to come to us, Lord. I rebuke, Father God, any form of compromise. Lord, I rebuke every hindering spirit, every lying spirit that would try to stop people from hearing what I have to say today, Lord. And help us to grow in our relationship with you. Help us to grow in our walk with you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible is very clear, Lord, that says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise a standard against him. And Father, truly, we are finding ourselves in the end times. This is what we believe, Lord. And uh, when this end time battle is taking place, Father God, I thank you for the anointing of your precious uh, spirit that comes upon us to help us to overcome 
the works of the evil one in these last days. In Jesus' name, I pray your blessing upon this service and upon every viewer that is watching me right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I said, I want to talk about a man called Samson, and uh, we're going to be reading uh, a bit of scripture today. And obviously, you have to read a lot to get the full picture, but I'll just take out two or three points, um, starting off in Judges chapter 13, and also we'll read in Judges chapter 14. But let's just look at the calling of, of Samson. Those of you who don't know, he was one of the judges of Israel in the Old Testament. So in Judges chapter 13, verse 3 to 5, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, this is uh, Samson's mom, and said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So we can see here that God appears to Samson's mom and lays down a couple of rules. And the, the purpose for this is because of his calling. This is Samson's calling. He is called to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistine and also to judge and help the people of Israel. This is his destiny. This is his calling, which mom knew because of the angel of the Lord that shared this with her. Now, I just want to quickly um, read to you. It's a little bit of a reading. Well, I'm not going to go right through it, but uh, Numbers, uh, I'll, I'll give you the scripture. Number chapter 6, verse 1 to 21, talks about the Nazarite um, uh, law, what it is to be a Nazarite, okay? It says this, for instance, um, let's read it. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When when either a man or a woman consecrates an offering to take the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and similar drink. He shall drink neither vinegar made from vine nor vinegar made from similar drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice nor eat fresh grapes or raisins. All the days of his separation, he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine from the seed to skin. All the days of the vow of his separation, no razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. And he, he shall be holy. Then he shall let the locks of his hair of his head grow. All the days that he is separate, that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean, even for his father or his mother, for his brother or his sister, when they die, because his separation to God is on his head. And then you can read on, which I'm not going to go through, but there is a lot of um, uh, strict points that we have here. So if we look at the three main points of the, the Nazarite call or, or the separation, what is it? What does it entitle? Number one, there's three main points. Number one, no wine. 
In other words, no wine, no fermented wine, no vinegar, anything that comes from the grape shall come near him. What does this represent? It represents being sober, um, uh, uh, to speak the truth, to live a life of truth. Now, we all know what happens that when you get under the influence of alcohol, you become stupid and you, you lose self-control and you begin to lie and you do silly things and the truth is not there anymore because this is what alcohol does, is alcohol suppresses everything inside of you, right? So that's why God said, if you're going to make this vow to separate yourself towards me, he says, I don't want you to touch any alcohol. Number two, no razor must come near him. In other words, he's not allowed to cut his hair. His hair is supposed to grow. Now, it, you know, we know Samson was a man of strength. Was the strength in his hair? No, absolutely not. The fact of the matter is that it is a, it is to signify total submission to God. He's saying, I'm not going to cut my hair because I'm submitting to the authority, to the Lordship, to the voice of God. And I'm not going to break that vow that I've made towards the Lord. Number three, no cadavers. What does that mean? It means uh, to touch anything dead or unclean. He's not allowed to touch anything that is dead. What does this mean? It signifies complete separation, sanctification segregation from any and everything that is unclean. Listen, this is complete, holy, devoted living. This is a lifestyle separated completely and wholly unto God. So this is the vow they made as, as, as the Jews when they said, we're going to take this Nazar Nazarene vow. That means we're not going to drink. We, um, we, we're not going to... Um, be disobedient to the law, to what God says, and we are going to make sure that we are separated from everything and anything that is unclean, that will defile myself before God. Can you all understand what I'm saying? So when we look at the life of Samson, we will see that his mother made this vow because God told her, I'm going to give you a son, but now you've got to train him up you know, and we know the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart thereof. So it was the mother's responsibility, the mother and father's responsibility to train up Samson in this way that he should go because God had a call and a plan and a destiny for his life. So Samson grows up now. He grows up under the law. He, he saw what his mom and dad are doing, how they live a righteous, holy, God-fearing life. He sees that as he grows up with them. And then he becomes a teenager. And as he becomes a teenager, things begin to go wrong. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Doesn't that all of us when we, you know, when we are young, we are innocent. And then when we grow up, you know, and the more uh, our brains begin to develop, the more we want to, we want to get entangled with the things of the world. It is just amazing how, how Satan can operate in this manner. Well, in Judges chapter 14, verse 1 to 3, let's read what it says, because I want to show you there's four or five points about Samson that made him to become stoppable, that caused him to lose the power of God and not be victorious for the person he was supposed to be. All right, so Judges 14 verse 1 to 3 says, 
Now Samson went down to Timnah, and he saw a woman in Timnah uh, of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, we understand now immediately the Philistines are not supposed to be uh, mingling with the, with the Israelites. It's a big no-no. You know, you cannot have that. It's not allowed. But here's Samson at this teenage uh, stage. He sees this beautiful girl, but she's a Philistine. And what does he want? He wants her. All right. This is what we see. Verse 2 says, he went up and told his father and his mother. And he said, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. He kind of like gives his mom and dad as a teenager instruction what they must do. Can you imagine that? That sounds like today where the, ch the children today are not listening to their parents, but commanding their parents what to do. Well... Verse 3 says, his mother, uh, sorry, his father and his mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all of my people that you must go and eat, uh, get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Wow, you know, the first thing that I find where Samson's life started going wrong at a very young age was, and I know you're going to say it's lust, but it's not lust. He was disobedient and he dishonored his parents. We know that one of the Ten Commandments very clear in the Bible states and says, honor your father and your mother. This is a commandment given by God. And we find in today's society how many children are disobedient to their parents. How many people today are dishonoring their parents. It is a sad thing. People now use the word human rights. And, you know, it is our right, what we're allowed to do. Uh, children can now choose what, what they want to be and who they want to be and how they want to be. Parents don't have this, this right because it's not something that has just happened overnight. This is something that's been coming for the last 50 years, 30 years, 20 years. This thing has been increasing and increasing and increasing as we find that the parents of today have um, have a backslid or who haven't had a relationship with God, who don't understand the word of God, who don't fear God, who, who weren't taught godly principles who don't have moral values or stand standards in their families they maybe come from that but now you know we can't look at our parents and say it's our parents fault because it's the parents of the parents of the parents you understand it's a rippling effect but it, it has been so watered down and 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 it there is so much trouble that has come into families that in the time that we are living now you you know what I'm talking about you can turn on the news and you can see what they are even bringing into the school systems of how people are saying that this is right and that is right and children can choose to be who they want to be whether they want to be a man or, a, or a, a boy or a girl it's their choice I mean 50, 60 years ago that was unheard of that would never even be spoken of but today there is no moral standards there is no value 
biblical principles installed in our children. Godly principles have been removed from the school. It has been removed from society. It, uh, this, this ungodliness has infiltrated even into the churches where ministers and leaders are, are too afraid to speak out and to, to call a spade a spade and to speak the truth. Because we are afraid of being persecuted. We are afraid of being, being mocked. We are afraid of being separated and, uh, and uh, being unfair. This is unfortunately the fact of the matter. Even the fathers of today have become so bad in their upbringing and, and their responsibilities as a man that the women have to take the role of a man as well. I don't know if anybody's hearing what I'm saying, but the situation is just getting worse and worse and worse. Satan has learned how to infiltrate families and how to remove the family values that it should be godly values that was once honored, that was once feared, that was once uh, uh, found as number one. This is how we should live. Even I, my mom and my dad would teach me certain uh, values that was godly principles. They didn't see that my parents weren't saved, but they just knew that this was wrong. That was just, uh, you know, uh, common sense that you cannot take something that is right and go and make it wrong. But we find this today in society that there is no more of this. So number one, they they would dis uh, they uh, he dishonored his parents. Amen. Number two, in Judges fourteen verse five to nine, Samson went down to Timnah with his father and his mother. His mother. And uh, he came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one who would have torn apart a young goat. Though he had nothing in his hand. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Imagine that. He has this, <laughs> he has this young man and he goes and he kills a lion. I don't know. That is unheard of. That a guy just goes because he feels like it and he goes and kills a lion. But anyway, watch this. Verse 8 says, After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. And so he went and he took some of this honey in his hand and he went along eating. Now when he came to his father and his mother, he gave some to them and they also ate. But he did not tell them that he that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you hear me. He defiles his mother and father and he defiles himself because he knew the Lord said, you're not allowed to go again or touch anything that is dead. Now, he went and killed the lion, and then after time, he comes back, and he actually touches that dead carcass. Now, that's a big no-no. That was the law. You're not allowed to do that. Then he takes the honey, and he eats it, and he gives it to his mom. I don't know if you're hearing me speak here. It is amazing how, how the family situation, once again, have become so, so defiled and so unclean that children are having this massive influence in the parents 
and the parents are doing nothing about this. In this case, obviously, Samson's mom and dad didn't know, well, you know, that where the honey came from. They just took it and, and ate. And this is the fact that children are lying to their parents. They saying, mom and dad, we're going out tonight. You know, I'm going to sleep over with a friend or we're going to go and do some schoolwork. And then, you know what? They don't do schoolwork. They go out partying, get high on drugs. They have sex. They have all these things going on and all hell breaks loose while mom and dad are sitting at home thinking that their children are doing the, the good things while it's bad. So it is a it is this rippling effect of dishonoring parents, lying to the parents. Amen. And we find that there is no moral values or standards in uh, in the family today. And this is what we find in churches today, that the parents are not taking authority over their children and the children are actually taking authority over the parents. No wonder we cannot get a church to rise up and stand in unity because the church family, the family at homes are broken. It is such a sad thing. Okay, now watch this in Judges chapter 16 verse 1. Now, obviously, Samson goes and he takes this woman and uh, he marries her. And then uh, obviously, uh, once he married her, uh, all the, the Philistine soldiers come to the house, you know, and they're there and there comes a challenge. All right. I, I, I want to read verse 1 of chapter 16 it says, now Samson went to Gaza. Um, oh, this is another one. And he... Uh, so let's skip this one. I'm sorry. Uh, Judges 14 verse 1 and 2. Let's read this again. So Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah, the daughter of the Philistines. And he went up and he told his father, he says, I want this woman. All right. Now in verse 12, it says, then Samson said to them, let me pose a riddle to you. If you can correctly solve and explain it to me within the seven days of the feast, I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. But if you cannot explain it to me, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. So they said to him, pose your riddle what we, that we may hear. And he said to them, out of the eater came something to eat and out of the strong came something sweet. Now, for three days, they could not explain the riddle. And I'm, I, I'm not going to read on because of the time. But Samson gives them this riddle while he's at his, at his wedding with his bride to these, to these uh, Philistines. Now, what's the, the first thing we see here? We see Samson has pride inside of him. He is very arrogant. He is very prideful. And he sets a challenge to them. They couldn't get the challenge. So they go to his wife, who's a Philistine, the Philistine soldiers and the guys go to the Philist, uh, his wife and says, come on, get him, uh, tell us what the truth is so that we don't look bad. So she, she deceives Samson and she, she, he tells her the, the riddle and then she goes and tells the Philistines and Samson comes to know the truth, what has happened. Now, listen to this. To protect his pride, he goes and he kills all of them. He kills all these Philistines. Why? To protect his pride. And this is the problem that we are facing today and that we are very prideful as well. And how many times will we go and do things that are wrong because we are prideful? Number two, he gambled. 
he, he put a challenge to them, which is a form of gambling. So he gambled. He, 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 to pay off his debt, he kills. And when he kills, he steals. He steals the clothes from those soldiers. He gambles. He, he commits murder. Come on, some, I don't know if you see the rippling effect of what makes a person unstoppable. Dishonoring the mother and the father. Go, going into gambling. Um, uh, marrying into the wrong people. Committing murder. And then his pride to protect everything that he did, which he knew was wrong. His pride rises up and goes into him. In, 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 in chapter 16, verse 1, he says, Then he goes off to a harlot and he sleeps with a harlot. Now he, he is in, in, in extra sin now. I mean, fornication. Now he's sleeping, he's gambling, he's, he's murdering, he's lying, all because he chose not to be obedient to his mother and his father. Does this sound familiar? Is this not all the things that we do today? And then lastly, we see that he now gets involved with a woman called Jezebel. What does he do? He goes and he gets involved with this woman and um, she begins to play with him and, you know, mocking him and asking where his power comes from. And then he tells her a lie, you know, if you tie my hands up, then it'll take my power away. And then so she, she calls the Philistine, she binds him and he breaks the, the, the ropes, you know. And this goes on and on and on. The point I wanna bring across as I close now is that Samson was playing with the anointing. Even though he knew God had anointed him, he had strength. But he played with the anointing. How many people today play with the anointing of God when they know they should not be doing this? And obviously, when the truth came out, they cut his hair. He lost his power. They gorged his eyes out. Now he's blinded. He cannot see. He gets thrown into prison. He works literally like a donkey pushing a grinder around in a circle. And that's his lifestyle. And this is what happens to people who give in to the temptation of the world, who give in to worldly lusts. They finally get blinded to the truth and they just go around in circles lost. But praise God, here's the good news. God chooses to forgive him. And my friend, today I want to tell you, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, no matter how bad your life is, there is a God who is willing to forgive you. And there is a God who will choose right now to take away the un unrighteousness, the uncleanness from you and set you free. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will receive acceptance, that you will be set free from the bondage in your life. May the Lord God of uh, Samson, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, may he come into your life today. May you confess your sins before the Father, and may you be forgiven of your sins so that you will not be stoppable, but become unstoppable before God. God is seeking a righteous, holy people that he can use in these last days. Men and women who will stand out, not mingle with the word but be separate from the world this is my prayer for you today may god guide us and may god lead us and help us in these last days that we will stand apart from the world in the mighty name of jesus 
We love you so much. We'll catch you next week again. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.